You're listening to Navid Musa of the Mindset Movement. Good day, good people. My name is Navid Musa, and I am your host for Mr. Save a Home Becoming an Agent Tour. I appreciate you for listening. First time listeners, thank you for tuning in. I know you have a lot of podcasts out there, but you choose to listen to this one, and I thank you. Those coming back, thank you as well. I appreciate the loyalty. And if you already haven't, make sure you follow Mr. Save a Home Podcast to get the, all the greatest information we got coming to you guys and to catch up on some old episodes as well. So I shouldn't laugh so much at today's episode, but it is what it is. And I try to teach the topics of my experiences through the story of a real life story, not a made up story, not someone else's story that I make in mind, a legit actual story. And I'm prefacing this because sometimes you're like, man, you're lying. You're straight lying. I'm not. I'm not lying at all. You just couldn't script some of this stuff straight up. So here we go. It was a few years ago. And there was a foreclosed home that I had gotten to do for a bank. And they said, hey, go check it out. So the process is, guys, I'm going to just do a brief overview. Is when you get an assignment from a bank, right? They say, hey, you know, Navid, property so-and-so, we just got it back at auction. We need you to, you know, do these follow items. They give you a list. The first thing you need to do is determine occupancy, right? You got to go out there. You have to check the occupancy. Is it occupied? If it's occupied, Who's occupied the person who has a mortgage on it, or is it a renter? If it's vacant, great. Here's a list of things to do. So I go ahead and I go determine occupancy and I go and every week I'm going, leaving letters, leaving letters. And I know someone is there. They're not, I'm knocking the door, they're not answering, but the letters that I'm leaving post-its are being removed. And I see that the grass is being cut and I see everything, the house is being kept up on the outside. So I see a car in the driveway and stuff like that. So I know things. I know the place is occupied, right? There's a lot more signs, but I don't get too much into that. So I don't know what made the occupant this one particular day I answer, but she did. And that's great. So I go and I knock. Um, now she answers, but she doesn't come out. She just kind of peeps through the window and she's talking through me through the window. Now she does have a screen door, but I see she's an elderly lady. And I'm like, all right, she doesn't feel safe. She's got some stranger over here coming to her house knocking. I get it. I totally respect it. I understand it. So I'm doing my best. I have a soft spot for elderly people. I do. I, you know, I just have a soft spot for them. I always will. I don't uh, regret it and I don't apologize for it. So I'm doing my best to communicate with her through this glass. And so I tell her what I'm there for, you know, Hey, I'm some I'm representing so-and-so and here's what uh, is, is transpiring. I need to talk to you. What's the best way to do it without me yelling through this window? And so she writes her number down, puts it up. I write it down. So I, I go back in my car, I call her. And that way I'm not yelling out her personal business out in the open so the neighbors can hear it. And she, you know, she maintains her dignity as well. So, or sorry, not her pride, right? Should I say, well, anyway, so we start talking and she tells me what's going on and how she got the situation and stuff like that. So, okay. Like I said, I got a soft spot for these, for, for the, for the elderly so I went ahead and I called the bank rep and I said, look, you know, made contact finally. Here's who's there. Here's information. Can we do something for her? The bank was like, no, you know, she's and so we for months and I literally, I don't mean two, three months. I mean, for a good six months, we are going, we being myself, the bank representative, the occupant, the occupant's attorney and just trying to get it where she can actually buy this house back. And 
I've never done this before, right? I've never done this kind of scenario where them buying it back and and there was some kind of loophole. But again, I, that's not trying to get into all the legal matters. But basically, they were trying to let it to for her to buy it back, and they're trying to work the scenario out. And maybe part of it's my fault. Maybe I gave her some kind of hope that maybe I shouldn't have. But for the life of me, as God is my witness, I can't think of what I had said or done. But it didn't go through, right? It didn't happen. So the foreclosure went through. It got to a point. It got ugly. And the sheriff got involved because the you know, sheriff's eviction was being done. And she was just, just being... She went from this sweet, old, nice lady, right? That I'm trying everything in my power to bend over backwards to get her to, to, to keep this home because of what it meant to her. To being this belligerent... <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh, but she just went from... As, as my kids say, she went from zero to 100 real quick, right? And I'm like, what is happening? Because she just went off. She's popping off on the sheriff. She's popping off on me. She's popping off on the deputies. She's popping off on the bank hired movers that were there. I mean, she's popping off on everyone. It just, you know, pointing fingers and cursing and stuff like that and blah, blah. And then to be honest, some of it just, I like blacked out. Like, because it was just like, I was like, what the hell is going on here? And so at the end of it, mind you, like I said, I tried, guys, the listeners, please understand when I tell you I tried everything, I tried everything to make sure this lady could stay in this home. It just didn't work out. And she didn't make it easy either. Like there was, she was being really, just really not helping out certain, certain aspects, but I still did what I had to, what I felt what I had to do to, to make sure she could stay in. But again, like I said, it didn't work. And so at the end of the sheriff's eviction and she's moving up because like I said, she's been really difficult that they just say, okay, listen, we're shutting this down right now. When the sheriff, I forgot what he asked her. It's going to drive me nuts now. The sheriff says something to her. And in regards to me, she flat out looked at the sheriff, pointed at me and said, fuck him. Straight out. Just, I was like, what the hell? I was trying to go to bed for six months. I mean, I'm working. I was trying to, I, I literally pushed other business aside just so this lady could say in and I got an F you essentially from her, you know? So I was like, whoa. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I have a zero spot now for the elderly or anything like that. But you know, that, that phrase, no good deed goes unpunished, but that's what this was. And I guess the, you know, I know people listen like, what the hell has it got to do with me? I mean, I'm here to learn to become an agent tour, to become a realtor, become an investor. Here's the lesson to learn from all that. Or as you're an agent who's becoming an investor, or if you're a new agent in general, you are going to come across situations and people are going to give you some, some stories. Some of them are great storytellers. Some of them are not. You have to learn to, to look through some of that bullshit. You just do. And I'm not saying to not work without compassion. What I'm saying is don't let compassion drive your decision on what needs to get done. That was my mistake. I was very compassionate with her to try to get her because the story she told me was very compelling. And most of it was true. But the telling sign that I didn't see is that when it's time for this, this lady to move out of her home, her kids didn't even show up. At the time, she had a daughter and two sons. And they were grown. They had grown and married. And they were local. They weren't like hours away or planes away. They were within driving distance away. And I know this because on the day of the eviction, the sheriff's eviction, 
That's the day the daughter showed up. And she didn't show up to help. She showed up to tell her mom, this is your fault. You did this. We told you. You needed to leave. You refused to listen to us. And they got into an ugly family thing right there and then. But that's the component I didn't know. And that's what I'm stressing to you guys is when you come across, when, you, when you're a real estate agent and you're getting to this world of investing and you start buying these homes from people, they're going to tell you some stories. Don't let the compassion within you, God bless you for having it, but don't let that make the deciding factor of what you want to do with it. I'm not saying to throw it out the door. Just don't make it your driving decision of what it is you want to do. And I mean by that, what I mean by that is going up in price. I'm only going to pay 50 grand. Oh, but she gave me a hell of a story. Okay, I'll go to 65,000. No. If her story is that good that it's going to change your numbers, you need to walk away. Okay, just walk away. If you can't separate yourself from that, just walk away from the deal. Because then you're screwing yourself over at their, you're screwing yourself and your family over. That's exactly what you're doing. You're screwing your family over, yourself over, your business over. Because you made a decision based off of compassion. Not an education. Not a decision based off of what you've learned. Not of the classes you've taken. None of that. You've making a decision based off of your heart. And unfortunately, in this business, that will put you out of business very fast. I'm not saying don't be compassionate. What I am saying is just don't let the compassion make that decision at the end of the day. All right. So be good to everybody, but be good to yourself first. I'm sorry. Sounds selfish, but unless you're the best version of yourself, that's the only when you can give the best of you to someone else. Right? So that's my story for today. I hope you guys learned from it. Uh, so anyways, again, for your first time listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. I um, hope you learn from it. And if so, make sure you follow me. And for you repeat listeners, hope I didn't lose you on this one. Hope you want to come back again next week when another cast drops out there. And for everybody else in between, be good. Take care of yourself. And remember, never chase the money. Always chase the deal. Do right by the client. And everything else will fall in place. Take care, guys. <laughs>